Hey everybody, it's Clint back again. Um, I've been sitting here for the last few minutes eating some Wheaties with the uh, Roscoe dog. And um, I was watching a little thing on Instagram, uh, Cheryl Crow. This is apropos to running, I guess, because Cheryl Crow used to be married to um, Lance Armstrong. And um, after the shenanigans with the uh, the Tour de France and doping and all that scandal, um, he did a little running. I don't I don't know if he did ultra running or or what, but I've seen him in Trail Runner magazine. Um, they did a whole article about him. Um, and sorry, Lance. I I know that you'll probably never hear this but I didn't mean to bring up all that other stuff so just uh, just as an aside like he was on I want to say Lance was on Joe Rogan podcast at some point and um, to hear him explain it uh, that whole scenario the way that he put it was basically you know everybody is doping and cycling he got caught so once he got caught um, of course they all wanted the focus to be on him but um, really and truly to be competitive in that sport you have to dope and try to get an edge some way but interesting perspective from him I don't know if that's accurate or not I'm not saying that it is but um, at any rate, that's not the super important part about what I'm trying to say. Um, I was watching Cheryl Crow, and she's always doing something interesting on her Instagram. Um, I kind of, I like her as an artist. Uh, of course, when I was a teenager, she was um, just kind of breaking out. And all I want to do was the popular song of hers on uh, the MTV. Uh, and I actually had a chance to meet her later in life. Um, I was working for an airline in uh, Atlanta, and she happened to be coming in from Germany. So I was one of the employees that kind of waited for her bags and expedited them through and during the course of doing that um, I actually had a chance to talk with her briefly it wasn't like a, a gushy you know oh my god oh my god anything like that or um, anything substantial it was I can't remember exactly it was probably something along the lines of you know Mrs. Crow your bags will be here shortly and uh, you know something like that but you could just tell like from the way that she spoke and uh, carried herself, she was a nice person, um, one of the good ones. And uh, I've always liked her work. Uh, just good old, good old music, I guess. Um, but so, she was doing a thing on Instagram. You can go check out her account. You might like it. You might not. I thought it was cool, but. Um, she had herself and then I think her two 
children were, were wearing uh, masks, like not regular masks, but um, like different kinds of kind of like a horse head mask. And I think there was a slug mask in there. And, um, so she's singing and then she's got the rest of her band, but they're all in different places and they're kind of doing like a remote thing. But, you know, she's got one one guy playing the slide guitar, um, another one on a Telecaster, uh, the drummer's going, and this is all separate, one guy on the acoustic guitar, a uh, lady on the, doing the piano, all separate, kind of like they're on a Zoom meeting, but um, they're playing all I want to do, and so I thought that was cool. Um, but yeah, that's just a that's just the opener for this podcast. Something interesting. So last time, I, I turned I turned my phone off. I stopped recording, feeling like I had covered all the bases, and then uh, shortly after realizing that I had started a story and sorry, maybe several and then didn't expound on any of it. I actually, I got on the tangent. And, uh, sorry about that. But the one of the main things I wanted to do was talk about interesting things that I have seen on uh, Beach Road going down to the lava flow. I was actually out there again today and um, nothing too crazy today. I parked at the usual place and uh, ran 4.20 miles down to the lava flow uh, around the sign and then uh, back up to my truck. Saw the nice um, older than me couple again and actually so I saw them when I started off Okay, <laughs> and then I eventually passed them and, um, got up to the lava flow and was running back so shortly after I turned around and was headed back I saw a couple and I thought it was the same couple looked like them to me <laughs> I didn't take a good hard look but uh, same stature same color clothing and uh you know, didn't think much of it because I guess they walk really fast. I don't know. But then I, I got back to uh, closer to my truck and then I passed this couple again and they're walking, you know, back the same direction that I'm going. So, um, you know, I'm running and I didn't see them run past me. So I hollered out and at this point they were already like turning around looking seeing who was coming and had some degree of familiarity with them not much but they knew who I was because the lady was asking how far did you run today and I kind of hollered out I said you guys cheated and uh, they looked puzzled and I go uh, didn't, you, didn't I just see you guys up by the the lava flow did you guys get a ride back and they're like no um we didn't go up to the the lava flow today and so 
that's kind of I thought that was kind of interesting I, there were two <laughs> couples sorry excuse me I've been having to wear a mask at work and <clears throat> that stupid mask I think that it keeps like too much uh, this is probably going to make no sense but I think it keeps too much humidity and moisture trapped in and probably all kinds of other nonsense so I got a little cough <coughs> today excuse me sorry um, so yeah I saw I thought I saw really fast walk couple but it turned out to be two disparate sets of people that um, looked exactly the same to me so um, I saw a cowboy or a man in a cowboy hat inside of like a Ford Escort and so that's always an, an odd um, contrast or the cowboy hat guy inside of a, like a family coupe uh, family sedan because um, one kind of lends more to a pickup truck but to each his own Nothing wrong with that. No shame in that game. Uh, hang on one second. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna stop this. And I'm gonna cough a lot, and then I'm gonna come right back. And back. Sorry about that. Um, I'm in a recliner too, which is probably not helping. Uh, but yeah. So the biggest things that I forgot to talk about the other day. Um, so I did talk about the the dogs that were in the back of uh, the full-size pickup with the lift kit and I see them pretty consistently about the same time each day they'll go up the road and then you know, a few minutes later they'll come back I guess they're dropping somebody off at home and then coming back I don't know but um, not today but one of the days that I was out there this week there is um, an older gentleman and um, I'll see him walking sometimes he's got his legs are kind of stove up so he walks real slow and he's got you know kind of a he doesn't take big steps you know it's a real slow um, small gait and he will just he does not care I think he's at, of an age where like all um, concern has just left his body and so he walks in the middle of this road and there's no way he would be able to dodge a vehicle and sometimes they come blasting through and so it's a little concerning to see him uh, walking in the middle of the road but hey what are you gonna do um, he was walking one of the days that I was out there, um, maybe in the day before yesterday, it may have actually been the day that I did my last podcast, which I think was um, Wednesday. But uh, he was walking, and I was coming up 
behind him. And I think at that point, I was walking too because I had just started out. And usually I'll walk about the first half a mile just to give myself a little warm up. I don't do a whole lot of stretching. Um, I'll do a little bit of, um, I don't know how to s describe it, but I'll kind of like, right before I start to run, I'll lift my knees up, you know, just kind of um, stretch out the quads a little bit, and um, I'll kick them back, you know, alternating. I'll kick my legs back so my heel touches uh, my butt. It kind of, um, I guess, stretches out the front quads and I don't know, maybe maybe the calf. I don't know if that would stretch the calf. But anyways, it's it's more or less uh, just something I do. I don't know if it's helpful or not. Um, but for the most part, my warm-up is just... Uh, a walk for the first half a mile. But anyway, um, at that point, I think I was walking, and I was walking behind this gentleman, and um, the truck with the dogs goes by, and uh, the old guy, he, like in a very childlike and uh, innocent way, starts uh repeating like very exclaiming I would say uh, it's a truck full of doggies truck full of doggies it's a truck full of doggies and I don't know if he knew that I was there and he was telling me or if he was just you know so excited that he was uh, you know saying this to himself but either way it was uh, kind of nice to see and um, I get I get good vibes of stuff like that but God bless him I wish he would uh, walk on the side of the road though a little dangerous out there to be walking in the middle but yeah truck full of doggies he was super excited so that kind of made my day that kind of set the tone for like a good um, rest of the run experience uh, other things, I, I can't believe that I forgot this. I saw, so I'm on my way back, and I don't remember if I ran to the lava flow that particular day. I don't think I did. I think I did a, a, a truncated route and came back because uh, it was I left, I left out later and it was getting dark. Or maybe I was giving my legs a little rest or something. I don't know. But so, at any rate, I'm on my way back and I see something in the distance. It's a dark, um, so there were several hills between me and the distance. Uh, and I see something dark in the distance and it was definitely not, um, you know, like a plant or a palm tree or whatever because it was moving. And honestly, it looked like something, it was bigger than a human, but I couldn't really, like, formulate, what is this thing? And it kind of looked like uh, it was just swaying back and forth. Well, I get up, 
I get distracted because this uh, truck with the window busted out of the back like is going past me and uh, I don't I'm, I get um, focused on that and then I watch the truck go down the road and it stops and then it stops right where this object is and so I'm I'm running 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 finally I get close enough to see it's uh somebody was out on horseback on beach road which is not uh too crazy I mean if I was going to ride a horse I would definitely ride down there um but it's not really like a horse road maybe I'm ignorant to like horses on roads but uh it's a paved surface so I don't know I guess if they got horseshoes it's okay um, for them to be out on the road but it was just interesting to see a full-grown horse and I was gonna do a joke when I used to run in uh, Kennesaw uh, Kennesaw I think it was Kennesaw Mountain State Park Kennesaw Mountain Battlefield State Park I'm I'm sorry, everybody from Kennesaw and the Atlanta metro area, that I cannot remember this. Um, just, you know, please forgive me. But when I would run in this uh, park, there were certain parts of it that were um, for horses. And so you would see horses all the time. I had this stupid joke that I would always do. You know, come past uh, somebody on horseback. I would say, gee, mister that's the biggest dog I've ever seen and you know they're they kind of like would laugh or chuckle just out of uh, pity well I wanted to do that joke here but the people in the truck um, were talking to the lady on the horse and I didn't really want to interrupt but very cool got to see a horse a person on the horse and uh, there's a little doggy with them too so stuff like that it's interesting right i mean you don't see that every day like even here uh, it's out of the ordinary i can only stare at so many palm trees and uh, you know beautiful ocean waves and <laughs> you know it's just it becomes a bore to me no i'm just kidding uh but yeah something out of the ordinary is cool today it was uh cool people that I parked next to. I parked next to a bunch of uh, dudes that I think were going fishing. They had a bunch of what looked like dirt inside of a bucket. Maybe they were going fishing, maybe they weren't. They said they were, so I trust them. They looked totally trustworthy. Uh, they had a big old lifted truck. And... Um, I asked them if they had caught anything, and they said, not yet. So it was already getting dark. Well, it wasn't really. It, there was about maybe like an hour or two of daylight left. But they said they had not caught anything. And I thought, well, you better, uh, better catch something soon if you're going to do it during the day. But my understanding is there's more fish at night. It's better to do it at night so maybe that's what they were doing maybe that's why I don't ever catch any fish I think the whole time I've been here I've only caught like two 
I think that's about accurate. And it's not for lack of trying. I've been way more times fishing than, than that, but it's uh, another story for a different day. So another thing that's down this road, and if you listen to this and, you, and the light bulb goes off in your head, and you're thinking, I'm going down there because I'm going to find this place and I'm going to go on their property and uh, blah, blah, blah. Go ahead and get that thought out of your head. Don't do that. But I'm just going to tell you that on this road, I have heard before from a guy. Um, I won't say his name and I won't even say what he told me to call him because I'm pretty sure this guy is... Uh, a nice fella, but he's probably into stuff that he shouldn't be, and I don't want to. I don't, don't want to speculate either way, but I just want to leave his name and what he's called out of it. I have not seen him um, since I started going back down there, but I used to see him all the time. Uh, a couple, like a couple years ago, like before the lava flow in 2018. He told me about a house called the Peacock House, and I guess a lady lives down on Beach Road, and she's got a bunch of peacocks, or had a bunch of peacocks at her house. And so, I didn't really believe him. I knew there were peacocks on the island, because I found the feathers before um, at the Kahuku unit of uh, Volcanoes. National State Park, which is down near South Point, if you're not familiar. Uh, just look at a map of Hawaii Island. Look all the way down to the south, South Point. Kuku unit is on the, so on the south, um, I guess, side of Mauna Kea. Yeah, until it like comes down into a point, it's on that side but um, I found peacock feathers up in that area so I'm assuming they're up there too or somebody brought in peacock feathers why they would do that I don't know uh, so I think a better guess is there's peacocks up there running around but um, I knew they were on island it's just I had never seen them down on beach road and so therefore uh, out of sight, out of mind. But I actually uh, was running. It wasn't even this week. I don't think it was last week, but maybe like three or four weeks ago. This might have even been before the the COVID uh, stay at home order. But um, I saw a peacock. Sorry, that story took way too long to build up to I saw a peacock but I did I saw a peacock on this road it was interesting it was out of the ordinary apparently the peacock lady does exist um, and there's supposed to be a house that has many peacocks on the property but um, don't go down there snooping around messing with people's houses this is not a good area to, to do that in general because it's kind of remote. And um, I don't know. I wouldn't want to go on anybody's property down, down in that area. But that's just me. But you don't either, okay? Uh, keep it on the up and up. So, yeah, 
there were more interesting things and I think I just stopped and tried to give like some kind of life lesson last time. And so what I was saying was true, right? So I don't want to diminish the message that I was trying to give last time, but um, I talked way too long about it and I could have actually told you about these interesting things that I've seen down on Beach Road. And so, uh, what's the point of telling you all this? Well, there's not a, there's not one. But if I had to loosely give one, I would say, you know, the same thing that I've told my son over and over again. When he starts complaining, because yes, I do take him out on the trail. Um, yes, we do go long distances together. And what I explained to him, right, is there will be a payoff uh, one way or the other. And once it happens, you're going to realize it, right? And so for him, his payoff comes in the moments where, you know, he's looking at a scenic vista or he's looking at a plant that he's never seen before or a bug or something, you know something the the weather's perfect or, or whatever and I always tell him you know look maybe we're not going fast maybe we're not uh, you know have it, maybe we're not feeling great maybe we're tired but check this out if we stayed in the truck we would never get to see this okay and then I tell him Think about all the people that are at home on their couch right now. They're not watching the sunrise. They're not, you know, watching the sunset. They're not looking at the ocean waves. They're not getting to climb this hill. They're watching TV on their couch. Mm -mm -mm. You know? And then you've only got so many days to do one or the other or whatever you're going to do. And so when your time's up, all you can have is regrets, right? So you got to get out there and, you know, there's plenty of people guarding couches. Couches are safe. They're always going to probably be safe. There will be somebody guarding uh, a majority of the couches. We need more people out um, having experiences, right? And that's what I always tell him. And so if I were to stay at home and sit on the fan bike, right, I'm still doing something kind of and do some kettlebell exercises or whatever, or run on a treadmill even. Um, I'm still doing something, which is great. But then I'm actually missing out on some stuff. You know, I, I would rather go and uh, see the things but you know again to each his own some people would prefer to just stay at home there's no mosquitoes you don't have to get run you don't have to worry about getting run over by a car which is always that's a legitimate uh, fear you know it could definitely happen people don't pay attention when they're driving not to runners or uh, people on bikes but yeah, there's plenty of people guarding the couch. There's not that many people 
out doing the things. So be a doer. Be somebody that's um, seeing the sights. And that way you'll have plenty of experiences to, first of all, enjoy in the moment and then uh, to build on for later. Uh, David Goggins calls it, well, actually, David Goggins is talking about something totally different, but he he calls um, kind of collecting your experiences a cookie jar. And so what he's talking about is hard stuff. So if you do something really hard, you put that in your cookie jar. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be running or um, anything exercise related. It could be, you know, getting through school or whatever. Um, being a super nice person. <laughs> I don't know. You put that in your cookie jar and then you pull it out when you need it. So when you're having a rough time or you're doubting yourself or whatever, you pull out that <laughs> that thing from your cookie jar and then you remember like, oh, I got through harder stuff than this. I'll get through this. Whatever. Manage. But two, I think the experiences they do help because um, in the moment they make it more enjoyable but you know it's like I was saying on the last episode um, I still draw from those experiences that I've had in the past and it kind of makes up a collective so all the things that I've seen on runs which is a way more granular view of places um, and I feel like um, kind of a more in-touch experience with these different places that I've been. It's a collection. It kind of comprises how I think of a place or how I remember it and how I think of myself. You know, my memory banks, I have something to draw off of, you know, some motivation. It makes me feel like I've, uh, I have arrived I guess I don't mean that in a pretentious way at all um, it just makes me feel like hey you know I ran here I ran there I saw this I saw that good vibes um, let's do some more you know it opens your mind to what's out there as well you want to do more so like right now um, I actually have regrets that I had not started running when I went to India. So I've only been to India once and it was on a business trip. Um, and I was in a place called Tadipatri, which is about, uh, if I remember correctly, I think it was two hours or it may have been four hours by vehicle north of uh, Bangalore. Because it was a long drive. I had a driver take me from the airport to Tadipatri and um, it was long I, I want to say it was four hours it was long it seemed like it was longer than two hours but anyway uh, magnificent I, w I would not want to run in the streets there I mean I don't want to run in the streets anywhere I just I've said it before I'll say it over and over and over again any place that there's cars people should not be there like period it's just 
the probability is it will end in disaster. The probability, according to me, who's done zero uh, mathematical computations. That's just my opinion, basically. But um, I think one is one too many, and I've definitely known of um, more than one person that's been struck by uh, cars. My boss at my old company that I used to work for, he um, rode road bikes. And he it seemed like he was telling me pretty frequently about somebody that would get hit by a car. So that's no good. I mean, I like to do stuff that I, you know, I like to run, but I don't want to necessarily die like that from getting hit by a car. But why am I on this tangent? Uh, okay, so I wouldn't want to run in the road there. If you don't know what I'm talking about, please Google um, uh, India traffic scene or India street scene or something that is bonkers. There's um, vehicles, first of all, going everywhere. I don't think lanes of traffic exist. Um, direction is kind of like optional. Like you could pretty much be driving in reverse, I think, if you wanted to. There's goats and cows and like people, motorcycles everywhere. Like it's crazy. If you've ever seen uh, Shibuya Crossing in um, Japan, it's kind of like that, but not organized at all so running there would be quite an adventure and it would probably end up with you getting run over by a tuk-tuk so I wouldn't want to run in the road there the good thing about um, where I was at and uh, judging from my ride to and from the airport vast swaths of India uh, it was wide open spaces so there's plenty of places that um, a person could have probably run some long distances and had some really beautiful scenery and so one of the places that I want to do some running is in India Um, I'm planning we're planning a trip course the the world may have uh, different plans for us but we're planning to go to a wedding um, in India in February of next year so we'll see how that goes there's a COVID thing of course there is the COVID thing right now going on and we you know no one can really know definitively definitively when that will be done well not done but when it will be safe to travel and all again and um, because you don't want to go to India with uh, any kind of health problems you don't want to acquire health problems while you're there to me um, India felt like the farthest that I had ever been from home it felt like I might as well have been on Pluto 
it was so foreign to me and that's not a slight in the least um, I loved it the people were so kind um, everybody that I met and uh, I'm sure there's a lot of Indian people that would laugh at that comment but um, the people that I interacted with were very nice and um, I, I liked it a lot there but it, I wouldn't want to have to you know receive medical care or um, be in some kind of dire straits there um, be stuck there or whatever it would be very scary if I remember correctly and I'm pretty sure I remember correctly like in the airport the police have um, automatic rifles like inside the airport it was so uh, so different to me um, but yeah point being I wouldn't want to be stuck there medically or otherwise and so um, we'll see but we're supposed to go back in, in February if it pans out um, maybe I'll get to do some running there. I really want to and there's a, I mean, there's a lot of places that I would definitely not say no. I would go pretty much anywhere and do some running. As long as it was uh, relatively safe, you know. I don't want to go to any war-torn places or anything like that. Um, for obvious reasons, but... Yeah. I'm sure that was interesting to no one but, but me um, and even me it's kind of questionable but so yeah uh, that's my current aspiration my current fixation maybe doing some running there I'll tell you what um, tomorrow I'm going to a place that I have not been before and it's another place one of those things uh, like I was talking about last time where it's been here plain sight this whole time um, I just have not explored it um, so I'm going to Mana Road which is it's a road that kind of starts from Saddle Road near Mauna Kea and wraps around and goes all the way into um, Waimea, right? So it kind of travels around, kind of far out from the um, the mountain, but it goes along the north, um, the north side between Mauna Kea and Waimea. Waimea is a town in the, the north, northern part of um, Hawaii, and Mauna Kea, I think, did I say that right? Waimea is the town, Mauna Kea is the volcanic mountain, um, which is dormant right now, I believe that's the official status, uh, and it's 14,300 feet, I think, if I'm, hopefully I got that right. But anyway, so going up there, 
and it's going to be different. I have been on Mauna Kea. Matter of fact, um, with the help of some friends, I was <laughs> able to overcome my anxiety and actually be on the top of Mauna Kea for the first time. Um, I think it was Jan was it January of um, last year. I think. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that have been going on up in that area, and so it has been kind of closed off to the public. And I think that we went up about a day or two. Sorry, yawning. I think we went up about a day or two before it kind of became closed off to to the public, more or less. Um, but yeah, so we're going up to Mono Road. I'm excited about that. I think my buddy's going to stay in his Jeep, and then I'm going to do some running, and then I'll probably spend some time in my buddy's Jeep as well, because I don't think I'm going <laughs> to run the whole thing. It's a pretty good uh, little stretch, but um, we'll see. I've been like I say, up to the top, and then there's also other roads and trails that are um, like hunting trails, jeep trails, uh, all on top of the mountain. It's a massive piece of land, and lots of little interwoven trails and cool things to see. It's a cool place. It's a very... Um, um, what's the word like some people would say spiritual um, there's a feeling there for sure you can sit even at the lower levels like the visitor center level and you can um, look out and you're above the clouds most of the time so it's like you're in uh, a jet or something looking out uh, above the clouds it's interesting. You can't tell. Like, I can't see my house anymore. Not that I could anyway, but, you know, everything's covered up with the layer of clouds and you're just above and it's just clear sky. So, really neat place. Um, I'm excited to see what Mono Road is all about because I've never been on it, to my knowledge. I may have been and I just forgot, but I don't think that... Uh, that I've been on it, so I'm excited about that, and then uh, we'll probably spend <laughs> excuse me again yawning again, we'll probably spend um, Sunday at the reservoir, and not the waterfalls, because those are totally off limits right now and possibly forever um Again, a little reminder, if you are in Hawaii or you're visiting or you live here and coincidentally are listening to this podcast, leave your trash at home. Stop throwing it on the trail. Seriously. And take your clothes with you. Why do people leave their clothes on a trail? The only thing I can think is uh, either they dropped them and just didn't know or they're using them for TP and then just leaving them. Um, either way, go 
calm down with that nonsense. Take your stuff with you. There's uh, transfer stations everywhere, and you can dump your things there for free. Except for tires. And I see a lot of tires too. But, um, yeah, just stop leaving your garbage everywhere. It's crazy. Uh, I'm trying to think. So, Monoroad and then uh, Reservoir on Sunday. And then back to work. And I'm trying to think if there's anything anything else exciting that's up and coming. Nope, there's not. Not that I can think of. But when I do, I'll put it on a podcast. So, I wanted to talk a little bit today, too, before I close this up. Just about, um, I guess, kind of mentorship. And so, no matter what it is in life, um, as you do it more and more and more. And so, like, in this case, running for me. And it's not that I'm an excellent runner or that I know all there is to know or that my advice is solid gold. Um, But I know a little bit, okay, to have experience. I can read a book like Born to Run and, like, light bulbs are going off everywhere because I'm thinking, oh, well, I knew that. Like, I've experienced that. Um, So I know that's true. That's not just something I read in the book. Like, I have uh, confirmation for me that is a true statement, you know, cause and effect or or whatever. Um, So with that knowledge, you know, isn't it great to be able to kind of keep that going and mentor uh, people that are eager to learn and could use those skills and then they too can you know, go through the cycle, build up to be more of an expert, and then give advice to the next generation of new runners or whatever it is. And so I would kindly urge everybody that is listening, if you're out there and you're just starting out, then... There's nothing wrong with that. And I think I've said this before, but we'll we'll talk about running. We'll talk about this in the context of running, because that's what this is. This is a running thought podcast. So if somebody's starting out running, it doesn't matter if they're 80 years old or uh, 12. Uh, It doesn't matter if they're fat or skinny or, you know, whatever. They've got a bum knee or whatever. It doesn't matter. If you run, right? If you run two steps, you're a runner. It doesn't matter about your shoes or your clothes or uh, whatever. A runner is a runner. And if you need special permission to be a runner, I'm giving it to you right now. So you can tell everybody that... uh, Clint from a Running Thought podcast gave you permission to be out on the trails uh, running no matter what. Okay? 
If anybody gives you guff, you send them to this podcast and uh, this episode, and then they'll know. Okay? So I'm giving you permission. So don't ever walk into um, a running store like I did and think, uh, tell the staff there, you know, like, hey, I'm sorry to bother you. I, I, I am a runner, even though I don't look like one, you know totally unnecessary for me to even say that because there is no there is no defining what a runner is other than do you put one foot in front of the other as fast as you possibly can right so if the answer is yes then you're a runner if the answer is no then you still may be a runner Um, so look into that but yeah, it doesn't matter your shoes, your clothes, your ability. If you run, you're a runner and um, shouldn't accept anything but that title. Um, so it's easy to do. It's easy enough to do. You basically just have to exist and um, run. But that's if you're if you're starting out you are just existing and in running and you're going to do that and you're going to probably if you're anything like me you're going to want to do it a little bit longer and that's going to build and uh, you'll build up to doing probably ultras and uh, super ultras like the if you're really into it like the um Bad water or uh, what's the other one? It starts with the L. And of course, I don't remember it now. Leadville, yeah, it's two hundred and forty milers <laughs> or more. Who knows what it'll end up being in five or ten years? Might be five hundred miles. It's the is what makes you. Uh, a bad, a bad A. I don't want to cuss on this because uh, it's rated for Apple and uh, Android is like a PG thirteen. I think is the the highest. But yeah, if you really want to be bad, then those it, it might eventually end up. You'll have to run five hundred miles. But whatever. If you run a half a mile or a hundred, whatever. 500, you're still a runner. Your title doesn't change that much. Um, But you're going to gain experience. And with that experience comes the responsibility, the experience gain. This is the responsibility of sharing that one way or the other. And so part of my process in doing that is uh, sharing this podcast with everybody that wants to listen and so um, it could be a lot of people or it could be a little bit I think it's just a little bit right now who knows may grow may not but it's a legitimate sharing operation I don't really get any um, monetary satisfaction out of doing this I've got the shop up but I don't 
really make that much money from the shop and, or ads or any, I don't make any money from ads actually because not enough people <laughs> listen to this to gain the interest of uh, advertisers so um, this is done this podcast is something that I do for all the reasons that I listed and I think the first podcast it's it's for uh, my son or anybody that wants to run it's kind of like my fatherly running advice and antidotes to you um, but it's my responsibility and and everybody's to start conveying knowledge so that less people get hurt um, and more people know what to do like don't buy you don't have to buy all this new gear it's some, most of it's useless uh, you know you don't have to run every second of the of an ultra you can uh, I said ultra but I meant ultra um, you can walk it's okay to walk you can't see the top of the hill walk right um, so yeah just little things like that all the way up to big things it becomes your job to pass that knowledge down and mentor others so that's where I'd like to think that I'm at I know that I'm still in the learning phase as well and then eventually I guess it comes down to the I can't do this anymore because uh, arms or legs don't work one or the other so uh, hopefully that's way on down the road I don't even know why I just said that. I'm super tired. That's why, like, my eyes were closed when I just said that. I'm, I'm literally just talking, just out of nothing. It's just coming from either. <laughs> so, um, yeah, fostering others is kind of where I feel like I'm at. But I'm in the baby segment of that, so I'm still learning and uh, and trying to figure stuff out and two I'm no expert I, I do not uh, run fast and I do not eat like I'm supposed to and um, I mean I do a little bit to an extent but I'm not uh, I'm by no means perfected so I'm still learning a little bit and trying to teach and pass on and carry on and um kind of people get, get people involved and make them feel uh welcome and that's also your job too and so i'm just throwing that out there but you don't have to do it right away if you're still in the baby steps of learning just you know give it give it time stick with it and um you'll know in the times right but uh but yeah so nothing but words of encouragement for for this podcast I'm getting close to an hour, but I'm also getting very tired, so I may have to cut this one short, and I think I'm ending on a positive note, other than my delirious uh, rambling. I did manage to cover up some loose ends from 
the last podcast, not all of them, but, um, or the last episode, um, not all of them, but some of them, and, um, talk about some fun stuff that's going to go on over the weekend. I'll try to get another podcast up tomorrow after we go to Monterey, and if I can get some pictures while I'm up there, I will definitely take some to, to kind of better demonstrate the sights and sounds of Mono Road. Alright, well, that's it for today. Everybody stay safe, and um, we'll see you back next time. And for goodness sake, get out there and do some running. Don't sit on your couch. Uh, there's plenty of couch cards. All right, take care.